Let's give God praise in this house. Now, what's going on, people? What up? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I got, I got carried away. I thought I was at my church. Let me be, let me be Christian. Like, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the holy name. Can my team come up? Michael and you guys, can you come up? Listen, I only have a short amount of time, so I can only say a, a little bit of everything. For 21 years, I was a drug dealer. 21 years. My dad was a pastor. My mother was a pastor. I grew up in church. Sha-ta-ta, bo-bo-bo, and I was a drug dealer for a pharmaceutical company. Gotcha. <laughs> Y'all were like, oh, they bringing it real this year. They bringing drug dealers up in the house? But I spent 21 years in corporate America as a Christian, but I continue to move up in organizations. And what I've come to tell some of you is your ministry platform may not be in a pulpit, it may be in a boardroom. Your ministry pulpit may be in Hollywood, it may not look like this, but we need men and women of God to rise up and go out and take over. Tell somebody, I didn't come to take sides, I came to take over. Nope, say it again, I did not come to take sides. I came to take over. So today, what I'm going to be doing for you, I'm going to give away, I have a business called the Career Fitness Center, and I work with professional athletes, I work with CEOs, CFOs, I help people get their careers in shape, just like a, a personal trainer would in a gym. But what I'm going to do today is I'm going to give away two free memberships to my Career Fitness Center. It is an online, it costs money. And I'm going to give it to y'all for free. Y'all better say amen before I take it back. So here's what I need you to do today. Did everybody get this slip of paper? If you did not, you are not living right. You repent. No, we'll get, if you did not get one, there's one on the table outside. There's a spot on here where you can fill out your name, your email address, phone number. We're going to... No, bring the... See how the team... See how they want the spotlight. Just be... So I'm going to give away two things full of goodies. So there's, hold it up and show, the, show them all the goodies. So there's school supplies in there. There's food. There's nothing healthy in there. There's not a, there might be one trail mix mixed in. You'll get the one and only Career Fitness Center water bottle because I just felt the Lord wanted you to be flourished from the inside out. And if you live right, you can pray over it like Jesus and turn water into, I stop it in the name of Jesus. So, we're going to have this, but please fill out this form. You'll get an opportunity to, to get an opportunity to win this. You guys can take your seats. Look for this paper outside. The other thing is I do pastor a church. It's about 14 minutes from here. Um, it's called Family Life Center. Not only do we have a church, we have a crisis center that deals with domestic abuse, family violence, court advocacy work. So if you're looking for volunteer opportunities or employment, that means you actually get paid. We have them for you. The other thing we have is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week open like 7-Eleven, child care center. Why do we do that? Because people sometimes have second and third shift jobs and they need child care. If you are looking to volunteer and work with kids, you're going to get an opportunity to walk out your faith because children will press your faith. If y'all don't have them, you will find out. They'll press your faith. But we have opportunities for you from volunteer opportunities and employment as well. Amen. All right, so I just wanted to get that out. Let's talk about the Word of God. Today, I want to ask you a question. What do you want? What do you want? I think sometimes what happens in life, we are just doing things. 
but we're not taking advantage of things. I think sometimes what can happen is you can start going to church because it's what you do, not because of who you are. See, what's interesting about you guys, you have to come to chapel if you like it. I mean, you have to come to chapel every day. Right? You have to. So there is going to be a morning this year where you're like, I don't want to go. But you have to. But I want to challenge you to come wanting to. Because if you're coming here to get something from Jesus, then he's going to have something to give you. The question is, what do you want? Let me tell you something your parents, your aunts, your church family didn't tell you. Get a job when you leave here. Some of your moms on the way, I was like, don't come back here without a job. I'm here to speak on their behalf. But what are you going to do with this degree? What are you going to do with all this knowledge you're getting? How many lives are you going to save through whatever platform you're on? But what do you want? So today I'm going to take you into Mark chapter 10 to help you understand a man who made a decision about something he wanted. Can you bring it up? They have an eye chart up here for me to read, but I think it's going to come up on the screen. I'm just pausing. All right, there we go. So what do you want? So let's talk about this. So in Mark 10, this, Jesus was walking. It says, they spent some time in Jericho, and as Jesus was leaving town, trailed by his disciples and a parade of people. You got to understand, Jesus was the biggest dude on earth at the time. When he walked around, everybody wanted to be around him. Everybody wanted to see him. Have you ever been to a parade? It is not a true question. Some of y'all are so saved. I was at church. Have you ever been at a parade? Okay, so parades, typically there's a main street where people come down and that's the floats and all that good stuff. But typically there's people on the side watching the parade. It says there was a parade of people. That means the people that were with Jesus were coming down that main street. And the other people were on the side watching the parade, trying to get a glimpse of Jesus. And it says a blind beggar by the name of Bartimaeus. He is known in the Bible more by his condition than who he is. They call him blind Bartimaeus. Have people talked about you because of the thing you've done more than the thing of who you are? Do people describe you by your faults and your conditions more than about the calling that's on your life? I've come to tell somebody you got a calling. I don't care what you've been called up to this point. Today your name changes. Today your life changes. Today you make a decision and say, don't call me blind Bartimaeus no more. Somebody in here is going to stand on another platform at another time and speak somebody into life with Jesus Christ. You're just being trained for that opportunity. So blind Bartimaeus was sitting on the side of the road in the parade. He's blind. He's at a parade. So he can't see, but he can. Okay, I'm going to have to get a water bottle and start hitting people with something. (laughs) It just don't work. I say something, y'all are like. He was at a parade, and it says this. And then the blind beggar by the name of Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting alongside the road. When he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, he began to cry out, Son of David, Jesus, mercy, have mercy on me. And then many tried to hush him up, but he yelled all the louder, Son of David, mercy, have mercy on me. And then Jesus stopped in his tracks. Are you saying something that's making Jesus stop? Are you talking in a way in your prayer life that's making heaven? Hold on. Hey, everybody quiet. Angels, stop singing. She is blowing it up down there in that prayer room. If blind Bartimaeus can stop Jesus, so can. Thank you. Thank you. Whoever said you real loud. Love you. 
Had one tear coming down. He got me choked up. All right. But he says, when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, he began to cry out. I think what you need to say. I said, what do you want? Let me tell you a little secret. This year, at this school, Jesus is going to show up. He's going, to come in a, he's going to come in a chapel. He's going to come in a classroom. He's going to come in a Bible room. He's going to come in when you're having a Bible lesson with your friends. He's going to come in your dorm room. But Jesus is going to be here. The question is, when he shows up, what are you going to say? Are you going to miss an opportunity to change the thing that's been covering your life up to this point? Or are you going to be in a position to change your life? Are you going to take this opportunity? Can, let me tell you something. You can just go to school. I went to Bible school before a year before um, I went to four-year college and got my degree. It was a 12-month program in California. You know what I found out? Everybody that went to Bible college is not saved. Um, <laughs> they're taking me out right now, Pastor. That's enough. That is, that is enough. I did because I got there and I was like, hey, okay, bless you, bless you. And on about the fifth day, my shirt came up missing. And I was like, somebody about to get laying on their hands. Because <laughs> I always been saved, don't mean I always been living right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Pray for your pastor. Okay, but listen. Blind Bartimaeus was sitting there and he's saying, Son of David, see, he's not going to miss his opportunity. I don't want you to miss your opportunity. I don't want you just to be in classes. I don't want you just to come to chapel because Jesus is going to be here. But there was a parade of people. But I wonder why Jesus heard him. And then it's interesting when he started shouting out, some people around him were like, Shush up. Bartimaeus, be quiet. Hey, Jesus. Hi. Blind Bartimaeus is like, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. This year, somebody's going to tell you to shut up. Somebody's going to say, you're getting a little too religious. I mean, you're taking religion class too serious. You're so Christian. It's too much. And you know what you're going to have to say? Son of David, have mercy on me. Or while you're walking by, while you're coming through this campus, while you're changing lives, while you're healing minds, while you're breaking broken chains, God, son of David, have mercy on me. I'm not just here for a degree. I'm here to change my life. I'm here to break things in my body. Son of David, have mercy on me. And it says while he was going through the parade, all of these people were screaming, son of David, have mercy, son of David. And it says Jesus stopped in his tracks. Jesus was on his way to do something else. Can I tell you something? While Jesus is on his way to bless somebody else, he'll stop and bless you. If I'm just a student, Pastor Chris, I mean, I don't really know. I'm telling you, you call out to him in a way, he will hear you. Now it says, he says, now watch this. Jesus stopped in the shacks and he says, call him over. So Jesus <laughs> rolled with a crew. See, y'all so. He said, call him over. So Jesus wasn't yelling back. Jesus big time. Jesus was like, um, get kitty. <laughs> Jesus moved. When I get to heaven, I'm be like, Jesus, you somebody, you somebody else, man. You were something else. So Jesus calls him over, right? Now watch what happens. Next. And it says they called him, and now, now watch this. The same people were telling him to shut up. And now the people saying, It's your lucky day. You know how people get at church. You know how to get. You, you sing a little too loud during praise and worship. Why you got to jump so big? Everybody else is jumping like this. And then Dr. Hagen's going to say, come up. You're like, Dr. Hagen, he calleth thee. 
and it says, it's your lucky day. Get up. So now the people were telling him to be quiet. It says, get up. He's calling you to come. Now watch this. Can you bring that, Michael? It says, throwing off his coat, he was on his feet at once and came to Jesus. What is blind Bartimaeus? He is. So isn't it interesting? Jesus didn't come to him. He went to Jesus. Now, in our day and age, typically you would say, oh, somebody's blind. Let me go over to them. But see what was happening. Put that on me, please. <laughs> Y'all know about James Brown. Can I, get a, can I get the band back up? <laughs> okay, anyway, anyway, anyway. Pray for me. I told, somebody's not praying. Pray. If my wife was here, she'd be shot out of us. I help him, Jesus. Help him. Okay. Now watch this. It's your lucky day, they said. Get up. Throwing off his coat, he was on his feet at once and came to Jesus. See, in the day of, of the Bible days, they wore something to let people knew they, let them know they were blind. In our day and age, they, we would have what? Like a If you see somebody who's blind, they typically have like a talking about? And if you see that person with the stick and glasses on, you typically say, oh, oh, it's somebody blind. Let me open the door. But it says here, throwing off his coat. So what happened is Bartimaeus made a decision before he saw Jesus. While he was yet blind and Jesus hasn't done anything yet, he made a decision. It says, throwing off his coat, he was on his feet at once and came to Jesus. He took it off. Because you know what he was saying? When I get back, I won't be blind. I won't need what used to work. Oh, let me tell you something. You're not going to need to smoke what you used to smoke. You're not going to need to drink what you used to drink. You're not going to cuss the way you used to cuss. After you have this experience with the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm telling you something. You won't need what you used to have. Somebody better say amen in this house. Blind Bartimaeus was like, listen, I'm not sure how this is going to happen, but when I get back, I won't need that. Somebody need to break a pipe when you get back to your room. I don't know. Hey, just, just break it and throw it away. Just, whew. just do one of these. This is sin. You somebody had a pipe. It's yours, but just act like you didn't know. Like, oh my God, I was not vaping. I was inhaling Jesus. It's okay. So it says, what can, now watch this. I told you, what do you want? Blind Bartimaeus is blind. He has this coat on. He throws it off. He comes to Jesus. Why didn't Jesus just give him something? Jesus said, what do you want? You want some money? You want to get married? What is it? My question to you is, what do you want? It's not that Jesus isn't going to show up, but when he does, do you even know what you want? It says here, what can I do for you? This is what Jesus said. And the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. And he said, on your way, said Jesus, your faith has saved and healed you. See, this is where people get messed up. See, when coronavirus kicked in and I couldn't touch anybody, I couldn't even have anybody in church, my head was saying, well, how are people still going to get healed? How are people going to get delivered? How are people going to have an experience with Jesus? But see, Jesus doesn't have to physically touch you for you to have a breakthrough. And what coronavirus did, it tested people's faith. Because when you did not have the organ, you did not have the praise and worship team, you did not be able to come in and fashion walk your outfit. Y'all know when you come to church, you like your outfit, you'd be like, are we, are we up front? No? I was just wondering, did you need me to get the offering bucket? You know, some of you do it. 
Some of you do. I don't have as much hair, but you know some of y'all are. I'm just, was wondering. So it says, what can I do for you, the blind man said. He said, yeah, yeah, I want to see. And it said, your faith. Faith is believing in what you don't see yet. Some of you are saying, well, Pastor, I hear what you're saying. I don't know how that's going to happen. You don't know my family history. You don't know what I've come out of. You don't know what I had to do just to get here. But if you have faith in God, it was not the touching of his hand. It said, blind Bartimaeus, it was your faith that saved you. It was your faith. Now watch this. And then it says, in that very instant, he recovered his sight. Recovered. I always thought he was blind from birth for some reason. It said recovered. You don't recover unless you had it first and lost it. Somebody's getting ready to be recovered. Somebody's getting ready to come back out of. Some of you had dreams and ideas as children, and then you've had some experiences that now have made you think, I don't know if I'm worthy for the calling. You're worthy. You're worthy. Don't let your past dictate your future. If I had some people come up here and tell you some of the stuff I've done, you would be like, get him on the cross too. Crucify, y'all be Barnabas? Nah, Chris, who's about your brother right there? But it's grace and mercy. It's grace and mercy. It is when God gets involved in your life. And see, what I, what I love about this story is, even though Jesus was on his way to do something else, when someone cries out with the right voice, you may have to cry out over your critics. And let me tell you something. The biggest critic sometimes is you. Come on, you are, you, you are meaner to yourself. Some of you have, have conversations in your head. You're dumb. You're stupid. Why did you say that? Stop that. Use your voice and speak out what you want. In Genesis, he said he made us in his image and his likeness. Right? So what did God do? He said, let there be. And there was was there light before he said it? But then later on in that same chapter, he says, but I made you like me. So that means what? You can speak where there isn't something and make it come. You can speak what doesn't exist right now. Some of you need to speak and be average. Y'all know I, I'm going to get real with because three of y'all was like, when you got here, like, are they doing grade grades or is it just because I'm saved I pass? How many of y'all have prayed over your test and it's like, Jesus, when I open my eyes, let it, let it be filled. But then it says this, on your way, said Jesus, your faith has saved and healed you. Two things happened. He was rescued. Then he was healed. I want you to imagine somebody in water drowning and you're coming by and you see somebody in the water drowning and you reach out and you pull them out of water, Right. That means they got saved from what they were drowning in. But if their leg was broken in the process, then he healed them. Jesus is not only going to save you this year, he's going to heal you. Then it says this, in that very instant, he recovered sight and followed Jesus down the road. After Jesus does this for you this year, follow him. After he does this miraculous change in your life, follow him. When you go home for Thanksgiving, people are like, you look different, follow him. When people say, well, why don't you do this anymore? Follow him. Oh, you went to that Christian school, so now you're so saved. Yes, I am, and I'm healed. Not just physically, but somebody's heart needs to be healed today. Listen, that dude that broke up with you, he didn't know what he was looking at. You are a diamond in the rough. You're about to bling. He just didn't know. 
That girl that cheated on you went on your Instagram page and said that, I know I'm talking to somebody, don't worry about it. Your new post, your next post is going to blow that one out the water. You're about to go viral for Jesus. I'm telling you what's getting ready to happen this year. You're going to say, y'all remember that little black man was out there preaching? That was me. You're going to grab that word. But somebody's life is getting ready to change. Well, I didn't come up here just to have a performance. I came here to let you know something. God said, call me and I'll answer. Yell, yell out and he'll come running. But you'll never be the same again. Close your eyes for just one minute while where you're sitting. Father, I just thank you right now for just the healing and magnificent power of God. Father, you said the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is living in us. So, Father, now I speak confidence into the people in this room and those watching online. Father, I speak into them life. I speak to every dead thing that's been covering their eyes and blinding them. Father, I thank you that as they call on your name, life. I thank you, Father, but sight for the blind, not just naturally, but spiritually, life today, Father. Right now, I just see God as you lift your hands up, if this is you, God is putting paddles on your chest. And he is telling everybody else, clear because he's about to send a jolt into your body that is going to bring your heart back to life. When people are dying sometimes and they put the paddles on them, they tell everybody else, clear, because the power that's getting ready to come, nobody else can take it except for that person on the ground. You thought you were forgotten. God has come to say, clear, I'm putting power and life back in you. We're at the beginning of this school year. God is setting you up right now for ongoing miracles, ongoing changes, and ongoing breakthroughs. So, Father, as their heads are bowed and eyes are closed, Father, if anyone doesn't know Jesus, and this is not shame, this is just a checkbox that you need to do. I know you're going to a Christian university. It doesn't mean you had a relationship with God. I tell people often, just because you stand in a garage does not make you a car. Well, I was in the garage, but you're not a car. I was in church, but you don't know him. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, and I do that just so no one is embarrassed. If you're saying, Pastor, I actually need to say that prayer today. I need to ask Jesus into my heart, now with a different understanding, because I'm starting down a new road. If that's you, can you put your hand up just real quick? I'm not going to judge. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Come on. This is why we're here. I see that hand. I see some of you in the balcony. Yep, okay, perfect. Drop those hands. See, what those people just did, they just said, Son of David, have mercy on me. In the midst of a crowd where they could have been embarrassed, they said, Hey, hey, Jesus, hey, hey, do it for me. So while those hands that were lifted say this after me, but everybody just repeat after me. Say, Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord, and be my Savior. Take complete control of my life. And Satan... It is over. I have moved on. My mistakes are none of your business. It's between me and my dad. And he has forgiven me. So today, I move on in Jesus' name. Amen. Did you get something out of the word this morning? Amen. So here's what we're going to do. I know we're almost right at time. I'm going to have them sing something. I'll join in. Y'all don't know me. Y'all don't know my artistry. 
But as we sing and you take a moment, for some of you, you just need a moment with Jesus. And just like Bartimaeus came, it wasn't the man that touched him. It was the walk that got the person free. So as you stand on your feet and as they sing, if you just need a moment with Jesus before you go back to class, just come up here and lift your hands up and let God open your eyes up. Let him do some healing in your mind, in your body, in your spirit. If that's you, come on up. No judgment. This is just you saying, you know what, I, I know he's here and I'm not going to miss my opportunity. You guys go ahead and sing something for him. <laughs>